0: You're listening to WBEZ. There are more than 6,000 elder elderly people behind bars in Illinois. Many require intensive, round-the-clock medical care. Its care prisons can't provide. There are reports of sick and elderly patients left sitting in their own waste. Some have died. And even the inadequate care is expensive. A new law that took effect last year is supposed to relieve some of the strain on the prison system by releasing people who are near death or seriously disabled. But an investigation by WBEZ and Injustice Watch has found that only about 50 people have been released. WBEZ's Shannon Heffernan has the story. Every time Michael Merritt talks to his brother in prison, he feels anxious. He doesn't know what to say. His brother, Philip Merritt, has severe dementia, and it's unclear how much he understands.
1: And all he can say is, he'll, say, he'll tell me two words on like, gish. I don't know what that means. And Loretta. I mean, he's just
0: gone. Philip's lawyer told me there is one more phrase he uses, King Mike, a nickname for his brother. They're close, and even from a distance, Michael likes to look after Philip. But that's hard. Philip is incarcerated for robbing two stores with a toy gun. He's 71 years old and at Western Illinois Correctional Center. He's, um, I don't think they're doing nothing for him in there.
1: He can't even get to see a doctor.
0: I haven't seen Merritt's medical files, but this issue of getting care, it matches with a pattern, a very clear one inside the Illinois Department of Corrections. According to reports filed in federal court, sick and elderly people are left without basic care. Disabled people fall because no one is around to help them get out of bed or go to the bathroom. People get bed sores because of improper treatment.
1: There are too many people in the prison system who are terminally ill. There are too many people who are disabled. The prison system itself is is, is collapsing under the weight of that of that burden.
0: Attorney Jennifer Sobel is executive director of the Illinois Prison Project, an organization that provides legal help for people behind bars. The prison system cannot function.
1: It literally cannot function given the current healthcare
0: demands. Sobel worked to pass a law that's supposed to help sick or elderly people like Philip Merritt get out of prison. The thinking is this. People like Merritt are no longer at risk of committing new crimes. Even if they want it to, they just aren't capable anymore. And it costs the state a ton of money. Even the poor care provided in prisons isn't cheap. Just as an example, just one of Sobel's clients cost the state over a million dollars in a single year.
1: So nurses and doctors within prison facilities calling us every day asking if we can help an incarcerated person get out of prison because their medical situation is so dire, so irreversible and so burdensome on the Department of Corrections that it's better for everyone if they could go home.
0: The Illinois Department of Corrections tries to help get people out. Employees fill out applications on behalf of incarcerated people. It's part of their strategy for fixing the healthcare system. But the number of people actually getting released under the law isn't enough to even make a dent. Since the law went into effect, 141 applicants have cleared a big hurdle. Prison doctors signed off on their applications, saying they were within 18 months of death or couldn't perform basic daily tasks for themselves, like eating or going to the bathroom. But of those applicants, all deemed medically eligible, only 52 were approved for actual release. The agency that actually decides who gets out and who doesn't is called the Prisoner Review Board. It's an appointed board that currently has a dozen members. And for every application, three board members review the case and look for things like whether the person still poses a safety risk. A lawyer from the Illinois Prison Project represented Philip Merritt at his hearing. Michael Merritt said the three board members assigned to the case listened carefully and it all seemed to go really well.
1: I was so happy I was telling my sisters and my daughters and everybody yeah I think he's gonna come out.
0: But then the news came he'd been denied.
1: I couldn't believe it how could they deny him he can't even talk and you know I don't know what the problem is they know they can't take care of him in there the way he's supposed to be taken care of. I I love my brother he's What do you got? What, two more years to live, three more years? How come they just don't let him come home?
0: What is the problem? (laughs) The board doesn't have to give a reason for their denial. And to this day, Michael's still confused. But in reviewing the process, one thing did stick out to my reporting partner and me. Prisoner review board members have very different voting records. Some deny people in more than 80% of cases, others in about half. So who gets assigned to a case, that three-person panel? It really matters. In fact, there was an application very similar to Phillips. Same conviction, armed robbery. Both had a solid plan, a family who could take care of them. And both had dementia. But while Merritt still sits in prison, the board voted to let that other man go home.
1: the only thing that was different about these two cases was the
0: panel. Jennifer Sobel from the Illinois Prison Project. They represented both applicants. As you can
1: imagine, that's extraordinarily frustrating for us as attorneys and absolutely heartbreaking for their families.
0: The chair of the review board declined a request for an interview, but in a written statement said every applicant comes with their own circumstances and is given due diligence. The board is not some neutral body floating up above the political fray. In fact, it's become sort of a battleground in the last year, a symbol in this fight the state is having about how far criminal justice reforms should go. The board caught flak, for example, when it released an ill man who had killed a state trooper. And Governor J.B. Pritzker has had trouble getting his appointments confirmed by lawmakers. Some progressive board members were pushed out or stepped down. Lisa Daniels is a former board member, and she says she saw up close how the makeup of the board affects votes on medical release applications. The members of the board vote based on their belief systems and there are members of the body that I believe believe based on deliberations that someone who has committed a crime should serve the term that was imposed upon them no matter what the circumstances. Some of the denied applicants are convicted of very serious crimes, murders and sex crimes. The type of thing that some people believe deserves permanent incarceration, even if safety is no longer a concern. Pritzker's office says in this political environment, the releases that have happened should be considered a success. But the Pritzker administration says there is still so much work to be done. In the meantime, Philip Merritt's dementia is even worse. His lawyer said she's basically given up on doing much during legal calls, just plays him his favorite song, not on the outside. They're applying again for a medical release. And Michael is hopeful it could work this time. He says he wants to take his brother to the park, to the lake, to feed him foods that taste better than whatever it is he gets in prison. Let him feel that he's loved so at least in these last few years he can have some peace. Shannon Heffernan, WBEZ News. This story was reported with Carlos Ballesteros of Injustice Watch. This is WBEZ.